baseball, hockey, and soccer knowledge you could ever need. This is The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. Hey, how's it going? It's Cy here with The Water Break. I'm here with McLean, Will, and Creed. And we're just going to start off with our 5-5, five and five, which is five sports in five minutes. Um, first up with basketball, uh, there's been a lot of drama lately about uh, the new shooting rules. So they're not giving a lot of fouls to players anymore. And players like James Harden and Trey Young are definitely complaining about it. James Harden has had a slow start to this season. So uh, a lot of people are saying it's because of the shooting rule. I think he's just in a slump. And in terms of scores, yesterday there was a really close one between the Knicks and the Bulls, which was 104 to 103. The Knicks pulled away just barely. That was a really good game. And another close game, in overtime, the Grizzlies snuck past the Warriors 104 to 101. And, I mean, the other ones were kind of just blowouts. The Jazz steamrolled the Rockets, 122-91. to And the Mavs, uh, I mean, they won by a little bit, 104-99. to Okay, so I guess on to um, Will for hockey. Yeah, it's been an awesome week in hockey. Uh, starting it out with the local team, the Seattle Kraken, with a 4-1 win over the Wild. The Wild, going into this game, were actually 5-1, and so really impressive season start for them. Uh, the Kraken were 2-4, and four, but we managed to come away with this one 4-1. Uh, big goals from Tanev, and it looked like Flurry had a couple too, which really helped out the team win this one. Uh, Giordano had the thir- the fourth, um, but overall just a really good game from our team. Uh, this is the kind of play we need to see. It was really good all around. We did get empty netter goals, but at the end of the day, we let them have one, which is really good to see our goaltending kind of come into play because... We've had a couple rough ones in the preseason, but our, we know our goaltending should be solid at this point. Uh, looking around elsewhere in the league, the Canucks did drop a game to the Flyers 2-1, to one, unfortunately. Uh, it was pretty close. They managed to keep it there, but they weren't quite able to hold out. They just got killed on faceoffs, and Elias Pettersson had a bit of a rough game. That's all right, though. We'll bounce back, I'm sure. Uh, the Canadians won their first game against the Sharks yesterday, which is quite impressive. They actually went like 0-5, 0-6 to start off the season. It was pretty rough uh, looking for them, especially after losing Kotkaniemi in the offseason. Um, but it's good to see them bounce back. A couple other scores. Bruins shut out by the Hurricanes 3-zip. Lightning picked up an easy win over the Coyotes, and the Flames shut out the Penguins 4 to nothing. We'll go on to McLean for baseball. Yeah, it's uh, not quite the same deal recapping baseball. Almost the season is almost over. The World Series is in Game Three, heading back to Atlanta. The uh, upstart Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros have played a great game so far. It's going to be two rookie pitchers going tonight in Game Three, 
And I, let me tell you, I'm really excited for this one. The series is tied one-to-one right now. Whoever wins tonight in Game 3 gets a critical advantage. This is shaping up to be, while it wasn't a World Series matchup that got a lot of hype, shaping up to be one of the best-played series in a long time. Now, uh, over to Creed for some soccer. Yeah, so in soccer, we have some pretty good games coming up this week in the MLS. In the MLS, uh, currently, the Sounders are second. They lost to Sporting Kansas City last week, and this week they're going to be trying to catch up to them with a game against LAFC. For this game against LAFC, Jordan Morris is confirmed coming back to play. He's been injured for quite a while, and the doctors gave him the okay, so that's really great to see. Hopefully, with Jordan Morris in play, we're going to be able to win. Hopefully, pull ahead of Sporting Kansas City, who's going to be playing Minnesota, who's gunning for a... Uh, wild card spot in the playoffs right now. And then over in the English Premier League, uh, Man City's in third with Chelsea in first, Liverpool second. And then two surprising teams. Uh, it's only nine games into the season, but West Ham is in fourth, Brighton in fifth. And Man City-West Ham, they had a game a little while ago in the EFL, uh, and then West Ham won in penalties, 5-3. to three, And that is the first time in the last five years that Man City hasn't won that cup. So they got kicked out in the round of 16. Uh, Very interesting news there. And then for the U.S. men's soccer team, we have games coming up November 12th against Mexico and November 16th against Jamaica. All right, back to you, McLean, for football. Yeah, NFL football. Did you guys see that Thursday night game yesterday? I... I did not, unfortunately, get the chance to catch that, uh, but I heard it was really good, and the Cardinals dealt their first loss of the season, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, Yeah. the guy who picked off Kyler Murray in the end zone, which, by the way, Seattle sports fans will remember that as the end zone where Russell Wilson threw that pass in that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That glorious day. What do you mean, Creed? You're on the <laughs> Creed. You're in the Seattle market. Be careful. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I if you guys feel like yelling at Creed, the radio station's phone number is 206-275-9104. You can call or text that number anytime. Uh, if you call, though, you will be right to the air. So, anyways, we'd like to uh, thank you guys for participating in our show. We love hearing participation from you guys. Uh, but in that Seattle market. You can't be reminding us of that Super Bowl, otherwise we're going to get some angry callers, eh, Creed? Yeah, I mean, you were the one who brought it up, but, you know. You're right. It, it all works yeah. out. You're right. It's yeah. fine. It's all in jest. All in jest. But, yeah, 206-275-9104 is that number. Uh, and I got to say, NFL football, Thursday Night Football, there have been some stinkers for a long time, but it doesn't get much better than that. Um I'd remind you guys, by the way, once more, 206-275-9104 is that number. We love audience participation so much. Um, I think Thursday Night Football is uh, something really fun. I've said in the past my opinions on on the game. I think it needs to go, but the Cardinals and Packers proved me wrong last night. What did you guys think of that game? The... Oh, yo, we got a phone call. Yo. Hello, you're on the air? Hello? You're on the air, caller. Yo, that's so cool. Thank you. What do we talk about right now? What do you like to talk about? Hello? Oh, yo, you're back. Nah, it's it seems fine. All right, well, thank you for calling the water break. We're really glad uh, that we've got a fan in, y'all. 
Um, it's always good hearing from fans. Um, thank you guys so much for calling in. Uh, and uh, but we're gonna get back to the news now, okay? Adios. Yeah, bye. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I love callers. Anybody else who wants to call or text, be a part of the conversation. The number's 206-275-910-4889. The bridge asks you not to text and drive. Thursday night football. One of my favorite, uh, or one of my favorite things to rag on. You know, uh, Thursday night games are often uh, slow. Yeah. You know, the snoozers. T- the teams are just underrested, honestly. Yeah. For Thursday nights. Um, yeah, but last night. Yeah, last night was good. Two of the NFL's best put on a show. For sure, yeah. Glendale, Arizona, even though the Cardinals haven't had a playoff team in a long time, Glendale, Arizona has been the site of some great football games. Uh, The Seahawks and 49ers going toe-to-toe in Week 17 last season occurred in Glendale uh, because of COVID restrictions in the San Francisco and uh, Bay Area. And that was a pretty good game, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm looking at some of the stats right now. Kyler Murray had a rough day. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he had he threw for 274 yards, really good, 22 out of 33. So he didn't play poorly, but those two interceptions really hurt him. And Aaron Rodgers had two touchdowns and no interceptions in that game, and I think around 170 yards with exactly 22 receptions. So interesting quarterback matchup there. All right, so I'll ask this. Creed says Murray was bad. What was your I, guy- I wouldn't say bad. I'd say he struggled with actually finishing. But what would you guys say you learned this game? Key takeaway. One key takeaway. Hmm. I don't know. I would say, like, one key takeaway. Aaron Rodgers is still in his prime. He's still doing pretty good. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but, like, that's just the one thing I took away from this. Well, Aaron Rodgers still a lot left in the tank. A, yep. a big one for the Packers was the receivers. I mean, you look at their lineup, they didn't have Devontae Adams. They didn't have Lazard either. They were missing a lot of players, especially on the offense. Uh, and I think going into this game, a lot of people thought this this was not going to be a good matchup, and they really proved them wrong. And especially after Rogers' really, really shaky start to the season, I think it's good to see him bounce back like this in a game where the odds were really stacked against him um, to prove that he's still got it and prove that the Packers have a chance to go somewhere this year. Yeah, no, definitely Aaron Rodgers is, uh, after his injury in his age 35 season, a lot of people were ready to close the book on Aaron Rodgers, but he has forced that volume right back open. Aaron Rodgers is still here, uh, and the NFC is still his neighborhood. With that forced pun out of the way, (laughs) I think we're going to go for a (laughs) quick break on 88.9 The Bridge. Thank you guys for listening to The Water Break. We will be right back with some trivia featuring Psy. 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome back to the water break on 88.9 The Bridge. I'm McLean. Got Cy, Will, and Creed in the booth with me. I think we're doing trivia this segment. I think yeah. I'm going to win. All right. I mean... Cy, okay. you want to explain the rules real quick? Okay. So the rules of trivia, I'm just going to ask a question, and one of these guys is going to say their name to buzz in, and uh, they're going to give a guess, and if they get it wrong, someone else can steal it. And I think this time we're doing first person to three points wins, or... Or wait, yeah, right? You're you're the host. Oh, I'm the host? Okay, we'll go first person to three points wins then. All right. Sick. All right. Um, here we go. So I guess let's just get started. First question, what NFL team lost the first Super Bowl in 1970? Ooh, McLean. 
All right, McLean. Creed's Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. That you know what, correct. You know what we could use right now? Some epic music. We could. Some yeah. epic music. I think that All would right, really, really turn it. things up here. All right, for sure. Yeah, that was not a fun year for the Vikings. They actually won the NFC Championship the year before. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's an L. But, um, okay. What team won the first ever football game played at night? Hmm. Is this college or like? Uh, first NFL game played NFL. at night. Oh, okay. Let's NFL. go Green Bay. Wrong. All right, that's a guess. That was a pretty this safe guess. This one's kind of hard. I'm trying to think whose stadium like, had lights first. Um, like, are they still a team? I'm going to say. Their name is different. Okay. That's the hint. Oh, that's a good Is it Washington? Is, is it Washington? Not no. Washington. Man. Man, I, I can't think of one. Can't think of one. Can't think of one? Is okay, it, is, does is everyone she... give up? Yeah. yeah. It's the Philadelphia Athletics. Oh, what? wow. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah that's they, a hard they one. got a name change. For sure, yeah. Okay. This one, this one, one of you should be able to get it. Which team has the record of scoring the most points in a single Super Bowl? Well, uh, um, we'll say that. Oh right. man, now I'm blanking. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Wrong. Okay. Creed. Creed. Going with the Cowboys. Nope. No. Niners. Okay. McLean is correct. McLean. He's two, leading two, two nothing. Points. This isn't two good. Points. Okay. Guys, this might be a short one. Okay, here we go though. We're going to do some basketball trivia just to keep it even playing field. Okay, which basketball player was Michael Jordan nicknamed after when he was in high school? When he was oh, in wow. high school? Oh. Yeah. His huh. high school nickname. I have no clue. Um, well, I'm going to go with... Uh, let's go with Wilt Chamberlain. I don't know. That's a guess. Nope. No. I don't uh, have anything for this one. I don't one. have anything. It was Magic Johnson. Oh. He was nicknamed after Magic Johnson when he was in high school. Okay. Okay. Who was the youngest player to score 10,000 points in the NBA? Uh. Will. Steph yeah. Curry? Nope. I'm not doing well today. McLean. Yeah. I'm going to guess LeBron. McLean is correct. That was going to be off. my guess. Clean, sweet. No. On the guess. I was going to... I was going to guess that. With the guess, so I walked it off. McLean, I walked it off. Give uh, us your speech, McLean. Yeah, speech, McLean. Fine. Wow. I'd like to thank uh, the intuition I had for making me throw out a complete shot in the dark with LeBron James. I did not know that factoid. I have never known that factoid. I have not thought about the 10,000-point NBA threshold in a long time. But... I am thrilled to have uh, done some winning today, and I'm going to have trivia for you next week. It's going to be great. I'm totally not going to ask about Tyler Lockett's middle name or the orientation of keys on a keyboard. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this has been an awesome uh, this has been an awesome victory. I'll have a great round of trivia for y'all next week. Uh, I think we're going to go for another quick break here on 88.9 The Bridge. Stay tuned uh, for a roundtable debate that I know you'll want to participate in. 88.9 The Bridge will be right back. (laughs) 
Welcome back to The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. We are the best sports talk show on the station. And I've got a question for you guys. Rivalries are one of my favorite things in sports. I love a good rivalry game. What are your guys' favorite rivalries? Oh, man, that's a really good one. I don't know. Mercer Island Bellevue. (laughs) Mercer Island Bellevue. High school rivalries are so much fun. Everyone loves... Everyone gets heated at high school uh, rivalry games. Yeah, I know. It's all all so much fun. High school rivalry... uh, The pros can squabble all they want, but it won't reach the, you know, rough-and-tumble aggression of high school rivalries, especially if you've played on that team or still do in size case. (laughs) Yeah, when we were playing our Bellevue game, their fans were, like, throwing stuff at us. It was crazy. This is your once-an-episode reminder that Cy is on the Mercer Island football roster, by the way. Yeah, no, and we were, like, walking up the stairs, and the fans were just all surrounding us and, like, saying stuff. It's like, wow, this, this is crazy. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that rivalry is pretty fun. But we, we just need to get a win, that's for sure. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the Mercer Island-Bellevue rivalry has kind of been big brother-little brother with yeah. Mercer Island, uh, the younger of the two. Yeah, no, I mean, for football, but I feel like in a lot of other sports, we usually like we usually do pretty that's good true. against Bellevue. Like lacrosse, they I think they beat Bellevue for the state championship like a year a few or two years ago. ago yeah. yeah, swimming we tend to do well, too. Yeah, swimming, sure. yeah. Uh, Soccer. Volleyball managed to only lose to Bellevue by a little bit, which I counted as a victory. Yeah, that's Because good. we only lost by a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, so for some other rivalries, uh, one of my favorites is everybody versus the Tom Brady Patriots. Brady versus everybody. Brady yeah, versus basically. everybody. I mean, honestly, it's, I don't have much invested in it. I just think it's really funny how upset people get um, yeah. <laughs> with but all the... Seattle market. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm just we saying. We do not like Tom Brady. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there's the Sounders uh, versus the Timbers. That's a more local one, too. Um, my cousins who live in Seattle... Or they used to. They actually uh, had a bunch of Timbers uh, scarves and stuff, and I was I got pretty annoyed at that. But yeah, those are just a couple that I like. Yeah, I I also like Lakers and Celtics. That one's like a lot of deep history with that, and like all the NBA Finals. So I don't know. I feel like that's pretty cool. I'm biased because I was on a award-winning show on this station centered entirely around the Cardinals and Cubs baseball rivalry. Mm. <laughs> but the Cardinals and Cubs, that's such a fun rivalry, not only because it's, you know, there's 110 years of history, but also because, like, they're weirdly civil about it. You know, like, as a Cardinals fan, it would be so easy for me to get on the mic and go, you win 109 years without a series and all your fans get plastered drunk at every game. It would be so easy for me to do that. But do you know why I don't do that while Jared's here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not because cause the guy I did the show with, Jared Marcus, was way bigger than me and could have just beat the life out of me on the air and gotten away with it. It wasn't because of that, no. It's because of the mutual respect that Cardinals and Cubs fans have for each other. As two of the longest-standing baseball franchises, you know, uh, both of those teams can agree on a lot of things. And they're two teams that, you know, don't play analytics-driven baseball. They play very vibe- and feel-driven baseball. So it's so fun, uh, the mutual respect in that rivalry. For sure. Will, do you have a favorite? I do, yeah. Uh, one that's been really popping right now, and before I explain it, hockey rivalries, I feel like, are different because you have a whole new element of, like, the fighting side to it, which yeah. is actually allowed in the game, that really spices it up. And one that's been 
absolutely insane this past year, especially. Um, looking forward to it this year has been the Battle of Alberta, Calgary and Edmonton. It's kind of always been a thing, um, but Calgary has not been in the league for near as long as Edmonton has. So it's n- not quite that dynamic, but still really, really good rivalry. There was some bad blood between a couple of their bigger players last year, and we're hoping that continues into this season. But they're two pretty evenly matched teams, two higher-end teams, especially in their division. And a lot of fighting and hitting happens in that, which makes it really good. I remember I was just, can't, I couldn't, after the first one where they had a bunch of fights, I could not wait to watch the second one, which is weird because usually I'm not looking forward to um, a game between those two teams. But it was really cool to watch, and I'm hoping to get a repeat of that this year, to be honest. I gotta say, I love Battle of Alberta games. They're the one... That's the one, like, must-see NHL TV that I always make sure to watch, even though I don't have a team in it. Battle of Alberta games are so much fun. That's a great rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, when you're looking at rivalries, there's tons that have been in the past. Uh, Like, just looking at football, for example, or maybe hockey, for example, there's been teams like the Bruins and the Canadians, which used to be the biggest rivalry ever uh, back when it was, like, original six, and even up till now. Uh, but it's sort of died off recently, especially especially with like how the divisions have been set. So hopefully we'll see that come back this year. Um, but the Battle of Alberta has really been on fire recently. I think that's probably the best active rivalry right now in the NHL. Oh, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. What about what about Hawks versus Niners? Seahawks and Niners. Yeah. That would be fun if the teams were ever good at the same time. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. That one has certainly died well, I down. I feel like. 2013, recently. they were definitely good at the same time. 2013, they were good at the same time. And there was one really good uh, year, 2019, with where Jimmy Garoppolo stayed healthy the whole year and dragged the Niners into relevancy. They had a great defense. They had, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders in his, like, fifth act doing things mm-hmm. uh, that no receiver had done before. And the Seahawks were really uh, hitting above their weight every game it felt like it was that was fun the seahawks Mm -hmm. played like a high ceiling team that hit their that played the best football of the season in those niners games and those niners went to the super bowl it was fun it was awesome seattle was you guys might recall centimeters away from going 2-0 against the niners and getting a bye yeah oh my god yeah Yeah. another another one that it's more playoff related but i'd say viking saints uh, we've had a couple games, you know. Obviously, the Minnesota think, miracle. Yeah, sorry, uh, I don't think I don't think playing against a team twice constitutes a rivalry. No, it's more than twice. I'm just saying, like, like twice in the play. You said like playoffs based. I think two play- games doesn't constitute a rivalry. No, there's been more than two games. More than two games? Yeah. Okay, so I remember Kirk Cousins walking it off against Drew Brees uh, mm-hmm. in 2019, and the 2017 Minnesota miracle. And then there was uh, the Brett Favre. Oh, yeah, Bounty Gate. Yeah, yeah. I did forget about that. In yeah, fairness, that I have a defense one. because I was six years old. But... Yes, I was also six years old, and I was very sad that day. Well, yeah, but it was your team. You weren't following the whole league, you know? <laughs> you weren't paying yeah. attention to, like, Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. Yeah, um, but I'd say that that's probably more of a playoff one that I've yeah. noticed, at least. I feel like the Vikings and Saints just have, like, a weird relationship with each other. For it, for it to be a rivalry, I feel like the teams have to play each other more than that. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's... There's been some stuff like that where it's, you know, one team pulls off a crazy win during the, you know, the real season. Um, But I think playoff rivalries, that might be one, so. 
Playoff rivalries, don't get me wrong, they're fun and all, but for it to be a real rivalry with real juice and angst, the teams have to play each other more than the occasional playoff meeting and meaningless regular season contest. Like, the Seahawks and Packers have been involved in some pretty important games, but I wouldn't call that a playoff rivalry. Yeah, I, I... In my opinion, I think the best football rivalry right now, and you guys might disagree with this, I think it's the Brown Steelers. That one's good. And because the reason why I'm saying this is kind of from the fighting perspective. Uh, I know you guys remember the whole helmet thing with Mason Rudolph. Uh, And yeah, the Steelers haven't been doing so great this year. The Browns have been doing pretty well. Um, But that one is really, really good. Every single time those teams come together, you know something's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. All right, well, I think that was a good uh, good session about rivalries. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Best walkout song. Best walkout song. I knew that was going to happen. Best walkout songs. What what songs are your favorites to walk out to? Sai, you're a player. Is there any walkout song that if you're in an opposing stadium and you hear that walkout song, your blood starts to chill? My blood starts to show. Yeah, uh, like you're you had the I don't want to face these guys moment. Not usually because of a walkout song, but I would say probably my favorite walkout song would be. Um, well, do you remember Jordan and the Bulls? How they had like that generic like yeah. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that one was pre- that one's pretty good. That always gets me hyped up. And then I guess because Mercer on High School, you know, Welcome to the Jungle is pretty good. Yeah, by Guns and Roses. Yeah, that one's fun for sure. Oh, so I have a story about Welcome to the Jungle, if you guys actually want to hear it. So when I was in the uh, press box at Mercer Island High School, I'm going to let you guys behind the curtain give you some industry secrets. The uh, PA system booth and the press box are one and the same. So when they play things over the station and you call the football games, those things happen in the same room. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, the... uh, person who had welcome to the jungle by guns and roses saved to their phone uh just up and left uh and so the pa guy uh whose name is aaron cornbloom uh came over to the radio half of the press box and was like do, you, do any of you have Welcome to the Jungle saved to your phone? Uh, and it was, this guy is normally like cool, calm, collected. This was the most emotion I have ever seen the guy elicit. And I did because I had a hair metal phase when I was 13 and I still had it downloaded because I haven't gotten a new phone since then. <laughs> nice. Good job, McLean. Thank you. So that's the story of how I played Welcome to the Jungle uh, for the whole of Mercer Island, uh, Islander Nation for a football game one time. Any of you guys have another favorite walkout song? I got I got a few. I got a rap one and a rock one because I know people have kind of different personalities, different tastes. I kind of like both of those genres. Uh, for rock, I'd probably have to go with Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. I don't know if you guys have heard that. Yeah, but hair that metal. One, that one's good. And for rap, I like D to the A by T Grizzly. That's good. Uh, have you heard that? Good picks. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, some good picks. Creed, do you have a favorite? Uh, I honestly haven't done a sport where I walk out. Uh, most of mine are like, you know, for wrestling, I just try to hype myself up with whatever. Um, I don't really have I don't really have a great walk up song. Oh, I'll, I'll give you one, Creed. Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. Oh uh, no, we we have to listen to that during wrestling practice and. Yeah, doesn't uh, that hype you up? No, not at all. Not at <laughs> it all. Doesn't hype another, you up. Another another one we listen to is uh, American Pie. So we do runs to that. So it's like nine minutes of running. Hey, it's and, only eight uh, minutes. It's eight minutes thirty two seconds. Um. 
but it's 8 minutes 32 seconds of running. We do it every practice, and at this point, it's just like you hear the song, and your legs start moving, and you're in pain, and it's, uh, it's you know, I can't really listen to it anymore, Just but it's a, it's a good song. It's not a bad song. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That that could not be a walk up song. I hate having songs ruined for you uh, yeah. by associating them with uh, with like a sport. When I did Cy, when I played football before you played football, my freshman year. So when you yeah. were also a freshman and not playing, yeah. Uh, my coach would always used to play uh, the anthem by Good Charlotte, which is like a pop punk song. <laughs> uh, it uses that basic like one six five four pop punk progression. Um, and I can't listen to that anymore. I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> I've had a couple songs like that. There was one, I was reading a book, uh, for a history, uh, English class and I was listening to this one song on repeat and then the book got kind of weird and it was really boring. So now I can't listen to that song anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's the song? Uh, I think it was by Major Laser, honestly. Major Laser, some dance pop. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I think this has uh, been a good constructive segment. If you guys want to text the station your favorite walkout songs, and we can program them, uh, our number is two zero six two seven five nine one zero four. I don't know about you guys, but I think this is a good place as any to wrap up the show. Yeah, for sure. All, All right. right. I think, yeah, good show. Thank you guys for listening to The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge, the best sports talk show on this station. Uh, stay tuned for some more great student voices, music and conversation that spans generations, always on 88.9 The Bridge.